Hello, everybody. Welcome to your very favorite Bronze Age Spider-Man podcast. I am your co-host, Michael, and as always, I'm joined by... Joshua Mervell, and today we're going to be taking a look at Spidey Comics from January of 1986. So, Happy New Year, everyone. That's right. <laughs> we, went, we got through another one, and as usual, also joined by Bex Luthor. Yo, what up? It's me. Yo, boy. <laughs> okay, so, unfortunately, G.I. Jolie could not be with us this week, but she'll be back next week, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she this died. week... <laughs> no, why would you just say that? Because that's yeah, what I okay. joked about last. Last oh, I was like, I, right, I'm right. gonna be dead. Okay, oh, that's right. Okay, <laughs> Jesus, you guys. Oh, there's bits. Uh, we have to keep up the bits. That's really true. That's true. I'm sorry. Slow. All right. Uh, okay. So this week, first, we're gonna start off with Web of Spider-Man. And yeah. I believe, Josh, you are going to tell us what this one is all about, right? Right. Okay. So we uh, we see the cover of this week of, of um, issue number 10 of Web of Sp- Spider-Man. We see Spider-Man in his fabric black symbiote costume uh, on the cover with Dominic Fortune, or at least a young Dominic Fortune. And f- just for the record... Dominic Fortune, as I called him when I was a kid. Fortune, but anyway. right. <laughs> Incorrect. Anyway. Um, so we start off with a little bit of a flashback uh, with Dominic and his, like, then um, romantic partner slash, like, crime-fighting partner, uh, Sabbath Raven. Um, and the two of them are spies working during World War II to... Um, stop like a nazi plan in in france i believe it was so uh we kind of see that they're like a like a crime fighting duo working for the government and it ends on this newspaper uh with the two of them saving the day i guess that kind of blows their secret cia undercover whatever mm-hmm. anyways <laughs> uh, uh then we cut to him in present day as he's being chased down an alley as an older man and um he starts beating up the bad guys trying to protect himself and at the at the nick of time as somebody raises a gun to shoot him uh spider-man swings in to save them to save him and uh he's kind of in rough shape after being beat up so Spider-Man swings him to the hospital. We cut over to um, uh, Steel Enterprises, where we find out that Steel is actually um, Baron Wolfgang von Lund, uh, who was the bad guy at the beginning that um, Fortune had stopped during World War II. Um, and I love this little moment where he's like uh all menacing in his giant uh evil armchair at his desk and he's putting mm-hmm. he's like trying to do a rubik's cube and then by the end of it he just takes it apart and puts it all back together rather than like shuffling it around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then we cut back to dominic in the hospital with his son his son is kind of lecturing him saying he's too old to be going out fighting crime and that he should you know go to like a retirement home and in walks peter parker to do a story on him after uh he you know kind of fought those goons in the the alleyway uh fortune uh 
tells the tale of him looking for Sabbath and um, him putting on the costume again and fighting along Spider-Man and how it's kind of given him life again. Uh, we cut to uh, Steel's goons and they're trying to take out uh, Fortune because uh, he is like in on what's going on with Steel Enterprises. So uh, they're trying to hire a hitman and they go to Shocker. And Shocker is all bent out of shape that <laughs> they don't, after making the deal, they don't stay for our drink. Yep. So he's like, we get that, we get the sense that he's going to double cross them after um, taking out dominic and spider-man so kind of a little hint for later on uh it ends up with dominic going to a uh an airport to leave to go back to france or to europe to kind of explore and figure out where his long lost lover has gone and uh Peter, oh, Peter helps him by go like bringing him to the Daily Bugle to search the database there. And then afterwards, he finds out that there's there hasn't been a story in years. So he's going to go to Europe to figure that out, figure out what happened for himself. And uh, there, that's when Shocker shows up and this final confrontation happens. Spidey swings in and has a fight with Shocker. Uh, Steel's goons also show up since Shocker is kind of flaking on the fact that He's not really going after Dominic anymore. He's just after Spider-Man. Uh, and I mean, they, they work together to fight at the end of the day. There's, you know, they steal one of like the, the, the luggage carts and it's like this big thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't like, even want to get into it. Yeah. Nothing too exciting really <laughs> happens. Uh, Shocker is webbed up by the end and steel blows up Dominic's building um, and, uh, we get like this reveal that Sabbath has been working or has been like married to steel the entire time. And we're going to get to figure out what happened to, to that in another story later on. <laughs> the end. That's it. Yeah. That's the end. Uh, you know, again, I, I had hesitations going in with Danny Fingeroth as writer, but I, I didn't think this was too bad. I mean, I yeah. think the Jim Mooney's art makes it feel very retro. And I think the script fits that. And so it kind of just feels like a classic issue of Spidey. Uh, uh, Bex Luthor, what did you think? No, yeah, I had a great time. I was reading this one and I was like, oh, is, is Webb figuring out what it wants to be? <laughs> Finally? Mm -hmm. Is it like, oh, you know what? We should just do some classic Spidey stuff. Yeah, no, I like Dominic Fortune. I think the trope of like the aged like super spy like works really well like he has a family now and his son doesn't want him to continue doing this but he can't stop kind of thing that's really nice um it's interesting because they're like oh what's his relationship with the bad guy and then shocker shows up so then you have like more of the modern spidey bad guys in with like this old wartime stuff um just wish we uh didn't have to have a uh, both Notebook and Uncle Ben shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I hear ya. He was like, oh, what am I gonna do with this notebook? I wish Uncle Ben wasn't dead to help me figure out what to <laughs> yeah. do with this notebook. <laughs> yeah, Peter, yeah. Did, you got a hat problem too, Peter? Like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of weird moments this 
in all of these issues that really stood out to be like, okay, we get it. You're calling back to other things. Mm-hmm. Like, figure out what's going on in this story first. But yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, it was pretty lighthearted, even though it was like a mafia story. Dominic Fortune being like this old guy that still wants to be in the the superhero gang uh, game and his son is kind of like against it mm-hmm. it's a pretty good story um them going out they them going to shocker and asking mm-hmm. for uh you're hiring <laughs> him to go after spidey and dominic and even like the the bad guys having the forethought of like we want to kill dominic but we have a feeling that spider-man is also going to swing in and try to save the day so let's go to one of spidey's villains and hire one of them so that way if spidey shows up it's not really going to be a problem and we're still going to get our money's worth like it's yeah it, it everything pretty much fit together nicely i didn't have um a whole lot of problems the the end fight is like ridiculous yeah kind of goofy <laughs> and drawn out but it, it's like leaping around fun. on that what is that? What that's called? That Jeep thing? Yeah, and then like <laughs> Spider-Man ripping off uh, Shocker's gauntlets, which is where right. his powers come from, and Shocker going, "Ha ha ha, you fool! I only <laughs> put those there to trick idiots like you, because now I right. put the, you know, my powers in my actual suit." And Spidey's like, "Okay, dude," and just rips his suit off. Well, it's also like, like it's it's like the beats are not there because like he goes you've you've taken my wrist units I'm helpless and then the next page I'm a man who learns from his past mistakes Spider Man and then he says his bit but it's not like it's not like there's a moment where he does that it's kind of just like it's like it's almost like the art doesn't match the dialogue quite you yeah. know what I mean so yeah that didn't quite work I don't know yeah it, was, it was a pretty still- goofy reveal but it, it felt that like old like yeah. style of comic i think again like, th- th- like this is something josh and i used to talk about in the early days where sometimes it just feels like the art and the writing and everything it, it's like it clicks it's like it knows exactly what it is it knows that it's goofy it knows that it's cartoony and it knows it's retro and so you don't question it whereas if the mm-hmm. art was trying to be more realistic right it might it's almost like it would call attention to itself and you would notice weird gaps like that or plot holes yeah for sure i don't know yeah because then when it's even in the fight scene you have a lot of that very <clears throat> very cartoony uh like the shablam love a good yeah. shablam <laughs> like it, it, you don't question it and i think it's a good balance of if cheesy and but like in a charming way right at least right, reading right. it now it probably wasn't cheesy in the 80s it was probably just cool spider-man right mm-hmm <laughs> But obviously, if it's the first time I'm reading these, it's all in retrospect. But yeah, it's 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 charming. It's not a chore to read. But I think if you compare it to Peter Parker and what's been going on there, that is like very dark and serious and it has some weight to it. At least it tries to have some weight to it most of the time, Peter Parker. Um, Where this, it's like, it knows that it's more of a lighthearted story. It's not trying to take itself too seriously. Um, yeah, and also this is this is January '86, so this is just when 
you know, Watchmen is... This is right now in the middle of Watchmen, in the middle of Dark Knight by Frank Miller. So comics are... Superhero comics are just starting to transition. So this is borderline retro, and Peter Parker is a little bit ahead of the curve. And within five years, something like this by Jim Mooney, with Jim Mooney art, would not even be considered, right? It would mm-hmm. all be Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, and Jim Lee in that style. So, yeah, this is like the tail end of this style of art you know bronze age you could mm-hmm. say but yeah again I, I, it's like done in one and there's a little hint of you know what's gonna happen next with um sabbath and by the way i think that story is picked up but not here it's picked up in iron man so now we got to read iron oh. man yeah yeah oh, interesting yeah no, so it's so i can it, just Google honestly it. i wish that they <laughs> <laughs> i wish that they didn't reveal that it was sabbath I mean, we all knew it was yeah, Sabbath. Yeah, just show, just show the silhouette or the shadow. And then yeah. be like, who could it be? Even though we know it is. Of course, right? That'd be right. better. You're right. Yeah. And uh, you know <laughs> like what's I, funny? Even, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, even though, like, the the second I, I looked at the panel and the second I saw the silhouette, I'm like, oh, so he has Sabbath, like, you know, under your mind control or something. And then I read the dialogue and I was like, oh, they just went out and said it, huh? Right. <laughs> like, and, and they, then even, they really... You know, you notice Peter Parker at the last panel looking at the camera? That's a pure wah, 60s wah, Superman. Wah, yeah. yeah, like wink at the camera type <laughs> thing. Like, again, Jim Mooney. If you like Jim Mooney, read Supergirl from the 60s because that's what he did. And he, oh, I just love this art. It's so good. Yeah. So this one I, was super fun. Yeah. Um, and oh, by the uh, way, I got to mention. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think this that one might have been my favorite of this month. I really the, enjoyed it. I think it. it's the most well-rounded. Like, mm-hmm. And uh, we got to quickly point out, again, we said script by uh, Danny Fingeroth, art by Jim Mooney, but the cover is by Howard Chaikin, who I call mm. the Don Rickles of comic books. He, if you, We've interviewed him before, and he is super quick-witted, super intelligent, super mm. you know, controversial, whatever. This is his creation. Unfortunately, he didn't have anything to do with the issue, but at least he did the cover. This cover is great. It's fantastic. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I have this one physically and it's dope. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I read all these physically. Yeah. So. So Web I read them digitally so that I could leave the physical copies in the box and not touch them because that's why you buy books, right? <laughs> yeah. Slab so, them and sell them. You got it. Not sell. Put them in a box. <laughs> okay. And then put, keep it in your house. <laughs> there you forever. go. <laughs> Okay, so I recommend this issue. Uh, Bex Luther, do you recommend this issue? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm always down for a man in a leotard, so, you know. <laughs> I love I love Dominic Fortune's outfit. I think it's a rad choice for a dude. Like, the, 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 the one, like, it's like a girl's leotard, like a superhero, a female superhero's costume. I love it. 10 out of 10 right. leotards for me. All right. It. Yeah, it's More good. Dominic like, the, like swashbuckling boots that yep. match, too. Like, it's it's... It's a pretty cool costume. It's pretty damn cool. Yeah. I agree. So yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Web of Spider-Man, check uh, number ten. Highly recommended by all of us. We all enjoyed it. Now mm-hmm. we're gonna move on to Amazing Spider-Man two seventy two and Bex Luthor. I believe you're gonna tell us what this one's all about. I am in just a second. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. No problem. Okay, like, I read it and then I, I scroll down all the way and then it goes to the bottom, so I have to reread it. Well, no oh, problem. Yeah. This, I was like, this oh, what cover, was this issue about? And then I looked and I was like, oh, right. Slide. This, this cover Slide. is so weird yes. for issue 272 of Amazing Spider-Man. 
It I is a panel like, cover. <sighs> yeah, it's yeah, a story. It's, weird. it's like part. It's like pan. Yeah, it's very rare. You're right. Josh, you want to explain mm-hmm. what's going on here? Yeah, so the the cover itself is actually divided into two different panels. Um, we have Spider-Man uh, chasing after this new villain, Slide. Um, in the, the first panel, we have him like swinging through the streets and Slide is running away. And in the second panel, Spider-Man is like upside down, tripped over uh, a trash can. And we see in the distance that Slide has been skating away. And uh, it's strange. It's strange. We you don't really see this too often where it's divided up the cover. And on top of that, I don't know if it was just because it is divided, but it almost looks like the top panel was originally a full page and then it was squashed. Like, doesn't Spider-Man look like he was like squished from like the top down a little bit? I think Maybe. it's an optical illusion with the with the paneling. I think yeah. the paneling is making you think that because like I'm looking it, at slide possible. and he looks squart, but then if you like cover like hide the bottom half, it doesn't look as weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's yeah. You don't see a lot of the panel covers in these older comics. It's really like anything that I read that's coming out now. There's always like six or seven variants of a cover of that. That's just panels, right? Every issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cover. Uh, Issue number two, cover F or whatever, because we live in the dawn of variants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, yeah, so go ahead, Becca. Now you, I, do you have it loaded yet? Yes, 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 we're good. Cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go ahead and tell us what this issue is all about. So the issue starts off with a, a new villain, Slide, robbing a bank, and um, he has one of the most interesting like outfits that we've I've seen in a long time, especially in like some of this older stuff where he's bright white and green. Um, so yeah, he goes to rob a bank and he's very like slippery. They can't get a hold of him. He's sliding around too fast. Um, and he eventually gets away. And I think he's like, oh, I didn't, I'm glad like I didn't have to hurt anybody. And everyone's like, and you're like, what? What do you mean you don't have to hurt anybody? You're a bad guy. Um, and then it pans over to Spider-Man who's looking for information <sighs> As Spider-Man does, he goes to a bar and starts beating people up. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Apparently. (laughs) And then he gets kicked out of the bar, and then he's sad about Uncle Ben for a bit. And we get a lot of Spider-Man angst in this one. He's, like, so upset that he punches, like, a brick wall or something on a roof, and the guy's like, wow, what a menace. Like, you're breaking our whatever. And so... Yeah, so of course then he, he hears sirens, gotta jump into Spider-Man action, and Slide is being chased by the police, and he's like going really fast down the road. He does a quick U-turn, and the cars, this the cop car crashes, and then Spider-Man's on the scene and goes after him. Uh, Slide is too slippery for Spider-Man's webbing to take hold, and Slide gets away, and Spider-Man ends up in a, a truck full of, um, <laughs> fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and then another person is like, you're a menace, I'm going to sue you. And he's like, yep, join the club. Mm-hmm. Got a quick Beyonder reference, don't forget, it, Secret Wars 2. Yeah, that was good. Hey, everybody, also, se- Secret Wars. <laughs> also, is the fruit stand, the, the fruit truck guy, it, it's the same guy in the building. <laughs> is it really? He's, he's got the same like long, screaming face, orange cap. Man, poor Joe. He just has a rough day. Spider-Man's just screwing him over. <laughs> the orange jacket and the orange cap. It looks like the same guy. 
You know what? Maybe it is the same guy. I'm going to make that my canon. Same guy. <laughs> Joe is getting screwed over by Spider-Man. That's the issue. I'll want. Um, but yeah, so we go back. So Slide gets away, and then he's in his apartment, and he takes his hat off, and he turns out he's an incredibly handsome man. Um, <laughs> who, And then you get like a little bit of his backstory. Turns out he was a scientist for a company, created the most amazing nonstick pan you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life. And then his boss is like, you're fired. Because he gets a new boss, takes over the company, decides that I don't need nonstick pans. You're fired. So he decides to take his revenge by coating an ice dancing suit with with his nonstick <laughs> pan liquid and become the villain known as Slide. So he <laughs> robs a bank. That'll teach him. I don't know. Uh, the motivation's a little weak here. But then we move on, and um, Peter Parker is going to visit Aunt May and Nathan, who's still in the hospital from when he got jumped by those guys in the alleyway, and Peter didn't stop him because he was busy stopping a murder. So it's his fault Nathan got beat up, even though Nathan... Whatever. Um, and then, so Peter's like, oh, what will happen? And Nathan doesn't want to talk about it, obviously. Like, So whatever. We go back to the company that Slide originally worked for, and it turns out that they're doing a lot of shady dealings. Shady, shady business. No, no. Slide breaks in, steals some important documents, breaks out, is like, oh, I could sell these documents back to him for lots of money, or I could send them to the cops, or I could make lots of money. So he decides to make lots of money. And then he goes, he calls his ex-boss, they meet up um, to, like, do a trade money for these, like, important information back. Spider-Man shows up. Um, Slide gets the information. Turns out, Slide was working with the DA the whole time. Uh, a big twist, Rooney. There, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah, no, I, I, I totally was with the authorities." And at the very last second, Slide decides, "Nah," and takes the money mm. and uh, runs off with it, and then and gets away. And then we go to somewhere completely different. Um, and it looks like I don't know who these people are. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say something. I was like, I don't want to assume. Um, but a gentleman leaves his home tribe area and goes to the big city where I'm guessing his son is working, and he's like, "It's time. We need you. You're gonna need Spider-Man." And then it ends. <laughs> Yeah, so just for, so this is a, a setup for the, the Puma, but it's clearly a different inker. It's Joe Rubenstein, I'm assuming, not Kyle Baker. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know, if Becca, if you've seen the Puma before, but we've reviewed him on our show. I don't know if you were on those episodes, but... He's like kind of a cat man, but m- more man than cat. Exactly, <laughs> right. So that this is a setup for the next Puma story. Uh, so yeah, nothing to do with the rest of it, but cool no. anyway but anyway yeah so that's... i wouldn't say cool <laughs> okay okay <laughs> so that's pretty much the issue then uh i just want to quickly point out that slide does come back oh. uh, thank god i'm looking up right now he's got how many appearances here he's got at least okay is he in this couple is he in dozen? the runner the... game though yeah, 24 he? <laughs> he's he, he's got 24 appearances so he's been around for a while oh, nice so. So yeah, be, be sure to check that out. So yeah, first, let's talk about Slide. I actually think 
he's a pretty cool villain. I mean, he's got a unique power. Ice skating on, like, normal surfaces. Having no, uh, what's that called? Friction on his body. His mm-hmm. suit's pretty cool with his little goggles. I like that. I don't know. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I really love the look. Um, it's such a goofy premise for a villain that it was just like, it was just Pam. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> his super villain power is Pam. He just yeah. sprayed some Pam on him. So it's so great. I love that. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the the costume look is surprisingly pretty cool. It's like pure white, almost like silver surfer in the sense that it has like no lines. It's just like a uh like a white glistening body. And then he's got some like green armor and it's more like pads, like yeah, skinny right, pads, right. knee pads, and then like wrist pads. And he's got like a a, a satchel attached mm-hmm. to him too and like these really cool goggles that have like a like tiny little round scopes on them it's super fun um i also love that like he is a bad guy because even though he like turned uh the badder guys into to the police he still stole the money at the end of the day and he's doing it to like kind of get revenge and get his like name kind of returned to back back to what it was and he's you know Mm -hmm. being a bad guy for good reasons yeah love this guy right uh bex luther are you gonna cosplay as slide no oh i only cosplay as cute girls or monsters okay okay (laughs) there's limits to what you're willing to do okay obviously but you do i love i love the outfit i absolutely adore it um i love the knee pads and i love the goggles it's just it's it's such a juxtaposition to Spider-Man. I think that's what mm-hmm. I enjoy most about it. Is is like this this slide guy's gonna stand out on a page, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. practically for like a bank robber slash thief, probably not the best color white, but <laughs> right, you know, right. he can go fast, so it's fine. Like I, I didn't it didn't bother me that the practicality of it was dumb because it looked cool, and right, at the end of the right. day. That's what I want most in my comic books is I, I want it to be cool and fun. Because, like, if I wanted to read something about practicality in the real world, I'd go back to school. But clearly, I'm not doing that. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I really like it, too, because they, they also give it, like, a reason, right? Like, he's supposed mm-hmm. to be slick and slippery. And it's, a, it's both a, a juxtaposition to Spider-Man looks-wise, but also it's a good foil for Spider-Man's, like, main weapon right like the webs just slide off Mm. it's uh, spidey's powers are sticking to things and sticking you know grabbing things with a sticky web but if this this bad guy is known for non-stick it's like that perfect foil um so i'm totally willing to forgive it to be like why is he wearing white hmm it's like mm-hmm. i don't care like he, he he's a he's a bad guy with a cool suit and he's like he's got powers that like go up against spidey in a very fun interesting new way also i gotta point out uh this yeah. cover i believe it was used in the marvel universe uh definitive handbook blah 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 uh of slides entry and this shot of Sly is awesome. Like his, mm-hmm. the way he's running and the way his leg is, like, and his arm is or whatever, it looks 
like he it's a real guy running and it's just awesome i love this shot and also uh you know we talked about the split cover and this shot of spidey completely upside down and backwards is freaking cool too Great. i love yeah. that so yeah, yeah awesome. and uh now i also want to point out um so this is by the usual team of well sorry not the usual team but it's the usual writer tom defalco this is mm-hmm. guest pencils by sal Busema and finished art by kyle baker who's the uh usually the inker of peter parker so this is completely different that we usually see from sal Busema. if you guys remember sal Busema did the the recent leapfrog frogman mm-hmm. toad issue remember that one he did Which, a lot of stuff in amazing right right we love too Right, we love Sal Buscema. He's a classic uh, Marvel artist. And this is Kyle Baker on ink. So two completely different style artists. Uh, I think for the most part it works. Like, for example, on digital page 10, that close-up of Slide's face when he got, he's got his mask off, that's excellent. You know, like the detail on his face. Sometimes it doesn't 100% mesh, but overall I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, what would you guys think of the art here? Yeah, it's it's really fantastic in parts. Um, uh, Kyle seems to have like a really like sketchy way that he inks, and it gives it gives Sal Buscema's art almost a whole new context. Totally, because because Sal Buscema usually who's he uh, uh, Jim Mooney a lot of the times he's partnered up with right, and Jim Mooney's usually pretty clean, solid mm-hmm. lines. Um, a lot of lines that like that are that are pretty thick and then tapered down where this like it has a lot of like sketchiness to it and uh yeah it's pretty fun there's some great stuff i really love um i don't have the digital pages but it's later on when um spidey is stopping those goons in the alleyway trying to get information from them and they're all running away on that like really long yep. panel at the top and yep. it's spidey in the corner with the web like i love 17, that 17 yeah it's a good panel you're right you're right yeah i i don't i don't know there's just something about it and then he grabs the guy and we get the close-up of his hand and then the that like second panel but the second tall panel there mm-hmm. with spidey upside down questioning the guy pointing at him it's great there's some really uh really fun stuff and, and look at the bottom right panel on that page look how like sketchy and imp- almost impressionistic that panel is. yeah right it's just it's almost like it's just shadow it's great it's mm-hmm. really different from what we see from Sal because selby sim is like the master draftsman and yeah. then Kyle Baker is like the master of like texture and shadow and all that stuff. So it's a really good combination. And it, I don't it, know, yeah, if we've seen if we ever see this again. But anyway, what were you gonna say? It feels at times like uh like a very stylized independent comic. Right, right. The right. way that the way that the inking is done. Yeah. And, and with it, and with the great like uh the base from Sal Pusema, it it makes I think the style like work because because the 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 bones are are already good so when you add that like stylistic choices on top it just feels like extra flavor you're right right uh bex luthor like some of the 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 panels in here i think i'm trying to i don't have the page number i think it's three but just like the shading on spidey Mm -hmm. gives this style like a whole new level of depth right and it adds such a moodiness to the art that like it does it's it's almost it's completely different than than web of where it was like it did feel very comedic a little bit whereas this one it's not like the edgy story that peter parker's gonna be 
but it still gives the art that little bit of depth where it's like, oh, this is act serious. Like, Peter is actually upset, and I feel like he's upset, and it's emphasized by how much drop shadow he's in. Like, when he's mm-hmm. in the fruit truck, mm-hmm. and it's just him and, like, backlit almost as uh, Slide gets away. It's, it's great. I, yeah, I just love how defeated it makes him look. And then I think it's... I think it's on that same page, actually, where um, where you guys were talking about, like, the long panel with everyone running away, and just the moodiness of that last panel, the shading mm-hmm. in it again, mm-hmm. and the whole shading of, like, the, the handoff with the the money, and then, like, the web shooting and the color choice there. I, I love it. It's great. This was my favorite art of the three, for sure. And then, if you... And now, when we, when we get to the epilogue with uh, Puma, this is now, I believe, Joe Rubenstein, and you can see... You know, it's a night and day difference, I think. Mm-hmm. It just looks sort of typical Marvel of 1986. So, yeah, yeah, this feels like like everything else in Amazing recently, like with yeah. the Beyonder and everything like that. And right. uh, what's that fire guy's name? Fire Lord. Firefox? Fire Lord. Fire Hot. Yeah, fire, fire hot. hot. Fire hot. Yeah, there you go. Mike's just thinking about him. Ah, uh, fire hot. Uh, fire Lord. Shit. No, it's Fire Lord. <laughs> Uh, so yeah so dreamy (laughs) yeah it it does kind of go right back into oh and you know what now that i'm thinking about it too i don't even think that it hit me that this was recolored while i was reading it until Mm. i got to those uh like that prologue page or the epilogue right Um, because it, it because those lines are so clean, you can really feel the recoloring and the retouching. Gotcha. Yeah. With the sketchiness of the other one, it still felt Old, almost like, like I had like, it in my hand. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. It had lo- some like style and texture and like a good feel to it. Right. Mm. So yeah, overall, I mean, this is a step up. I mean, Amazing's always good, but this is definitely a step up from the average issue. So. I recommend this one for sure. Uh, Bex Luthor, what do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. I had a great time with this one. I'm. It's it's interesting going back and reading these older comics with these, like, B-class villains, I guess, where it's like we're, we were just reading about, like, the spot, right? And I'm like, <laughs> why aren't these the... Like, I don't... Like, why is the Vulture such a big deal? <laughs> when right. I could, we could have had three movies with the spot or with Slide or, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Why am I only, why aren't, why don't these guys get the same kind of recognition as Venom does? I mean, I understand Venom's cool, but like, I think these are really interesting characters. They give them a backstory that actually makes sense in the context of what's happening. And you said, Mm -hmm. you said Slide shows up again? Yeah. He's not in a lot then, right? No, he's not in a lot, but he's coming back soon. I don't want to spoil it, but he's coming back soon, so. Mm. Yeah, because I'm just like, there's no modern slide is there really which is kind of a shame i don't want to spoil it but he's he's around for a while so he's got a few he's got i mean it's not a lot but he's got 24 appearances so yeah he, but he doesn't a, he's not like on lunch boxes is no what I'm not even close <laughs> just like the spot is not you know what are you gonna do right but i mean the spot made a pretty awesome return in recent mm-hmm. comics so there's always hope for slide that's right one day one day we Maybe Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder can get his Spider-Man movie and he can do the slide cut, right? 
Okay. I'm just I go I googled slide just in images just because I wanted to see if he's ever been like drawn in more modern sense and he's wearing black in every in every modern iteration of him. Oh, he is disgusting. Black and yellow. Ooh, they ruined him. Not uh, like (laughs) he's wearing a full black outfit and yellow goggles. Oh wait a minute! Does he appear in the animated series? He does. Yeah, in the. Not the most recent one, but I think the one before that. Okay. Um, yeah, Spider-Man animated series. The the one with, like, the interesting stylistic choice mm. where, like, Peter's cool. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Okay, well, so there you go. There you go. If you want more, if you want more slide, there's more slide uh, for you there. Uh, Josh, do you recommend this issue? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It has it has a couple of flaws. I mean, the the uh, reminiscing about Uncle Ben again for kind of no reason. <laughs> Him stopping to you know think about the Beyonder for half of a page is <laughs> ridiculous. ridiculous. That's garbage. You're right. That's Absolutely. garbage. It's like I don't. It, I think it's also really ridiculous because. Uh, we get the entire ending of this issue is about him going and fighting the Beyonder, or, or like there, you know what I mean. So it's like so we don't need that we, part, right? We don't need we don't need this like mini commercial break when the last like four pages or whatever it is is about. Oh no, the Beyonder's coming. That has nothing to do with this story. So right, yeah. So like, yeah. Um, pa- let's just read that quick. Page nine. That dummy in the clothing store. For one terrible <laughs> moment, I thought I was looking at the Beyonder. For the record, that dummy looks nothing like the Beyonder. But anyway, continue, Josh. <laughs> it looks more, yeah. more like Fire Lord. <laughs> right, right. Right. Anyway. Uh, but, but on all in all, it's a pretty good story. I love this new character that they've introduced. Um, not a huge fan of Spidey going into a bar and beating people up for information. Right. But, I mean, that's just who Spider-Man was, I guess, at this time. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that more when we talk about Peter Parker in a minute. Yep. But yep. all in all, I'm it's, less, a, oh, sorry. it's a really great, fun issue, and I recommend. Sorry, <laughs> what were you saying? I was just going to say, I'm less angry about it here because he's fighting guys in a pub for information about who beat up his his aunt's mm. boyfriend like who beat up yeah. the elderly man who's in the hospital now i'm like yeah. okay peter's a 20 year old boy he's angry i get it <laughs> okay yeah. so now okay now we're not gonna jump to the last issue quite yet we're gonna jump to secret wars two oh only because there's only one panel to talk about because I uh, told everyone, because Secret Wars 2 is so bad, you only have to review the one panel. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to skip the entire issue of Secret Wars 2, number 7. And we're going to go to... What page is this? Oh, here we go. Page (laughs) 13. Okay, and this is so short. We can read the entire panel and be done, right? So basically, I have no (laughs) idea what's happening. There's a bunch of crap going on. Uh, Who wants to read this? I read the whole comic, so not me. Did you really? Becca, you said that you weren't going to read it. Um, (laughs) you said you weren't going to read the whole the whole comic. You You were just going to read the panel, so I didn't even bother. I just I just was kind of skimmed through it. Do you Um, want Do you want to tell us the whole story or? Mephisto wants to kill a Beyonder. Doesn't. That's that's what happens. He gets he gets everybody all the. 
everyone he can to sign a pact to help him out, even eternity itself, and then nothing happens. Okay. And then he and then it, his machine expires and everyone goes back to what they were doing. Also, the thing isn't a TV show. <laughs> Was it a good issue? Um, no. <laughs> okay. Um. But Spider-Man def- was pretty cool in it, though, right? Um, if, if I wasn't, if I was just reading this outside of a Spider-Man podcast, I couldn't have told you that Spider-Man was in this issue. Yeah. So let's just quickly skip to page thirteen. So the narration okay. says, "And in the Manhattan apartment of Peter Parker, aka Spider-Man." We see Spider-Man in front of his TV, I think. Sure, mm-hmm. why not? And he's like, maybe yeah. I should try the think system. Nothing else I do ever works. Cut. That's it. That's all he's in for this issue. He's in his full outfit, too. Yeah. In his own apartment. And he's leaping off of... Is that a couch? I don't even know what that is there. Yeah, it looks like a pile of garbage. I'm not really sure what it is. Like, is his TV on a cinder block? Yeah, it's on, like, cinder block. Uh, He's not that poor. Well. Also, <sighs> I love the panel next to it where all of the new mutants are watching TV together in one room. <laughs> yeah. And the X-Men. They they, they have one Everybody. gigantic sectional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's huge. It's just one giant couch where one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten, eleven people on one couch, and then like people sur- even more surrounding the couch, and yeah, sounds like this, a great issue. Yeah, this is rough. So, um, so sad I didn't read this one. <laughs> yeah, I have more. St- I have more to say if anyone cares. It's not anything good or re- relevant, but I could talk about how angry this made be for days. Do it. <laughs> um, I really like. How death has titties because you, she, she's a lady. Got mm-hmm. got to have dem curves. I no, always love that about no. death. Um, I don't know what page is on exactly, but there's like a zoom in of death's face, and the whole time, like you can only see her like eyes under the cloak, and they're just like little white dots. But then there's a zoom in on her face, and you find out that the white dots are actually little teeny tiny skulls. Right. That's and, great. Instead of, instead of white across. dots. Yeah. Um. And I love that, like, the whole, whole time in this comic, Mephisto is trying to, like, kill the Beyonder and be like, because the Beyonder, I guess, got rid of death previously. Because <laughs> he can do that. As one will do, and then, yeah. And then he brought death back because things not being able to die was probably bad. Uh, so Mephisto was pissed because apparently he's in love with death, like every other cosmic entity, I guess, is in love with death. Mm-hmm. And again, death does not seem to give a shit. <laughs> she's just here to get to get to kill things not even she's just here she's just having a time and Mephesto's like don't worry my love she says nothing <laughs> every time he's like don't worry I'll protect you she doesn't care it's great um the Beyonder the, spends this entire issue sitting on an island and that's it He th- he's thinking um he's thinking about his purpose and his existence he's having an existential crisis on the island and then some schmuck shows up and is like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? Sitting? Thinking? Sounds cool. And then he brings all of his friends to do some sitting and thinking. And then they bring all their friends to do some sitting and thinking. And now it's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, back in hell, Mephesto is creating a giant machine 
that has a dumb name, I can't exactly remember what it is, but it's not important. But he can use this machine, and plus the souls of all of Marvel's bad guys that he's had signed contracts with him, as since he's the devil, to fuel it to kill the Beyonder, including Galactus, the Silver Surfer, <laughs> Eternity, like, all of these amazing cosmic beings he also has on, the, the, on his side because they too want to kill the Beyonder, I guess. I don't For know. some reason. I mean, obviously I haven't read... We only read the other two issues of Secret Wars that we read originally, but I don't know what he could have done in between then and now that pissed off Eternity itself. <laughs> I wanted him dead. But well, anyway, I guess he just Eternity's in on it. I guess he's just a threat because yeah. he's so powerful, yeah. Because he can do literally anything. Mm -hmm. But he's just sitting and thinking. So, and then it turns out that... that also, Molecule Man and his girlfriend, remember her? She's the fire lady mm -hmm. from Secret Wars yeah. 1. Yep. They have game nights. That's the fun part. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, they do game night. Um, yeah, and also, <laughs> the thing is on a TV show. Yeah, what's going on with that? Because uh, last TV I show. remember, he was on Battle World. Yeah, so it turns out that eventually his thing form comes back and he can't just shift back and forth from not not rocks to rocks. Mm -hmm. So he's like, well, I guess I don't need to be here anymore. So he comes back to Earth somehow. It turns okay. out the whole time he's gone, blind girlfriend Alicia has been boinking Johnny Storm. <laughs> so okay. he's, gets, he's like, Rrr. so he obviously is not on the team anymore and Johnny has his girlfriend for some reason. I, Who knows? Um... And now he's a, he's on a TV show or a movie. Now he's a, doing something. Just for the record, that plotline was later retconned, and you find out that Alicia was actually a scrawl, disguised as oh. Alicia, and the real mm. Alicia. I don't know what happened to her, but so technically, this is not the real Alicia cheating on the thing. So, but the, it was really Johnny knowing, <laughs> or at least thinking that he was boy. Yeah, yes, good point. Girlfriend. Good point. Okay. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Alicia's she's in the clear, not her. Didn't leave her boyfriend for her boyfriend's best friend. Good on her. What Boy, boyfriend's best friend did steal that girl. <laughs> Good point. Yep. So Johnny Storm, scum of the earth, confirmed. Mm -hmm. Um. So what the hell's happening in this issue? Oh yeah, then then Mephisto gives the thing infinite power by signing a contract with him, so that he can beat up the Beyonder, even though he's got eternity. I don't. We need the thing. We need the thing to punch Beyonder. Um, we just needed more characters in here. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I really love the panel of, like, Mephisto talking to death, and every single Marvel villain ever is standing <laughs> there as, like, an action, in, like, an action figure pose with just, like, their arms, like, bent at a slight angle. <laughs> Slightly t posing. Their legs are yeah. Their legs are kind of like spread a little bit. This is and rough. then yeah. So yeah. then the thing's gonna kill Beyonder because obviously it's Beyonder's fault that Johnny took his girlfriend. Uh, and then and then he and then all no, the bad guys show up to kill the Beyonder and then the thing goes mm, maybe I shouldn't kill the Beyonder and help him instead. Okay. Um, and then. The Beyonder's like, maybe that's your purpose thing, to help people. And then goes, I should figure mine out. And, like, younces? 
Also, Juggernaut's there. Oh, that, and then the, the big machine that Mephisto has that he's going to use to defeat the Beyonder, like, taps out. Like, start, like, it, it, it was on a timer. So, like, Mephisto had to have the Beyonder on this island, all of the Marvel villains on this island, and the thing on this island at a certain time so he could use his machine to defeat them all. But if... Then the Beyonder was like, I'm gonna go, actually, and Mephisto has to make him stay on the island. That's why he has Thing come. <laughs> to distract him. And then his big MacGuffin doohickey blows up anyway. And then all of the bad this. guys don't have to sell their soul to Mephisto. And then Eternity and all the cosmic entities go, loser, and then they younce. This isn't even the end of Secret Wars. No, there's still two more to go. And then, what what does this end on? I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe my true role is to teach all the other beings mm -hmm. in existence what their true roles are. I think I'm onto something here, he says. The well, <laughs> um, so now... I think the secret part of Secret Wars is that it's ass. I don't know if that's a secret. Well, yeah. <laughs> so now we, just so you guys know, we have to read New Mutants number 36, X-Men 202, Defenders 152, as well as the Spider-Man crossovers next month, as well as the next issue of Secret Wars. So, my question is, Becca, are you going to read this comic again and do you recommend it? No. <laughs> okay. So, basically... Don't do it. Love yourself. If this, if, 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 this is the true opposite of self-care. This is self-hatred. Yes. I've hit low points in my life, but I've never hated myself this much to wish this upon anyone else. Um, the art was pretty decent, though. Mm. That's, <laughs> I actually, I, that's giving it too much praise, I think. It's okay, but it's not decent. <laughs> Whoever drew this 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 one specifically really really likes Mephisto though because he looks pretty dope. Al Milgram he did the whole series yeah he looks okay I, I think overall it's kind of sloppy. Uh, Josh what do you think? Yeah I mean I, I did not read the issue <laughs> in its entirety I couldn't. I, I mean just one page I think has more dialogue on it than all of Amazing Spider-Man did this issue or this week. I know and it's just it, it's off putting I know. And there's so there's just every character crammed on the page that like those pages with all the crowd shots are not good. And it's only because they couldn't put the proper time into into doing it. Right. So and they shouldn't have to. But and there's no there's just no reason for all of these characters to be here for it to just be like, oh, Although the villains did nothing and the machine blew up anyways. Like, what's the story? Why? Like, what Like, what was the purpose besides having an issue to show off all of your characters in one book? You know what I mean? Like, this, this it just seems. Well, I, I got to say, unfortunately, we have to lay some of the blame at the feet of our pal, Bob Budiansky, because he was the editor. So he let. Bob. Yeah, he let this issue go through without. Bob rejecting it and the whole series but anyway i refuse to believe that <laughs> i'm just not gonna them. accept that yeah we're in that era where we just get to pick and choose what facts are true to us right so yeah 
so I that's how it so. works not my Bob alternative facts alright so anyway okay so I don't recommend it Josh you don't recommend it right no I based don't think the, so based on the panel you read and I don't and Becca doesn't recommend it so I'm, two things I do recommend little teeny tiny skulls in death's eye mm. and Mephisto watching earth TV also check out how poorly drawn Ego is from Quasar but that's a whole other story uh, don't worry there's only two more issues to go of Secret Wars 2 We'll try to get is Quasar them. in this issue? No, he's not, but Ego oh. is, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised every other character's in here. That's right. There's no wristband of Quasar on this issue. Okay. Yeah, we would have read that when we did Quasar chronology, <laughs> exactly. like, right? Yeah. So. That was great. So now... Those, oh, go ahead, Becca. I'm just going to get that panel of death with the little skull eyes tattooed on me. I really... It, this... It, it, Secret Wars gave me that, and that's you all I You want to have gonna... a piece of Secret Wars on you forever? Yeah, this... Okay. This, this one. It is a very good one. panel. <laughs> it's a great, it's got it is a great panel. <laughs> okay, now we're going to move on to the all-new, all-daring Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, number 110. This is the shocking conclusion to the year's most explosive saga. Spider-Man battles Daredevil, the man with a fear, in All My Sins Remembered. Okay? Hey, uh... <laughs> Spider-Man's <laughs> punching Daredevil in the dick on the cover, huh? Uh, I love this cover! Yeah. Um, um, hey, Spider-Man punched Daredevil in the dick so hard he flew out a window. Yikes. Spider-Man, he's hurt. blind. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it is happening. Um, <sighs> so, this is an odd issue. Uh, so, Spidey is racing to get to the Daily Bugle, right? To prevent the murder of is it uh, what's her name betty brant right right he's going i think they're to at jameson's jonah's house. house oh yeah. jonah's house so he's because he, he heard on the phone the gunshot go off so he's like oh my god she's dead i better race there so then we cut to the uh picking up from the previous issue and we see the hole in the chair we see the phone hanging dangling on the cord and of course betty jumped under you know the desk because she's still alive so then we get this awkward scene where like senator's yelling at her and blah blah blah, and then he's like, "Oh, you know what? You you, I'm gonna let you live. Actually, I'm gonna kill you." So then she like stabs him with a knife that just happens to be. Oh, I guess it's the it's letter like a, opener. Letter opener. Yeah, yeah. So stabs him in the leg, but then just at that moment, Spidey smashes through the glass and you know webs up his gun, pulls it away, smashes it, and then proceeds to beat the living shit out of him. Uh, pulls off his mask because now he knows that it's, uh, what's his name, Stan Carter, right? Mm-hmm. Keeps yeah. beating mm-hmm. the shit out of him. Then Daredevil comes in and tries to stop him, gives him, like, you know, what's that called? The full Nelson. And then they're arguing back and forth. So then Spider-Man does what anyone would do to a superhero, throws him out a window. <laughs> uh, but thankfully, Daredevil has really good, you know, balance. And so he's able to catch himself on, like, a flagpole. He realized if he didn't, he'd just be dead now, right? But anyway. Mm-hmm. So then Spider-Man forgets about Betty, forgets about City I'm going to chase down Daredevil and beat the shit out of him. So then he chases after him. Daredevil punches him. Spider-Man's chasing after him. Now he's in like Central Park or whatever. Punch, punch, punch. And then basically, and it's finally, it's funny because then Daredevil's like thinking in his head. He's like, uh, you know, I've been lucky. I managed to distract Spider, his spider sense with my half, with, with half my club and nail him with the other half, but I can't let up. So he's punching him and he's like, if I give him the slightest chance, he'll wipe the floor with me. But then the next page, it's like, and finally, and Spider-Man is knocked out. So Daredevil mm. has beat him. Which technically might be impossible, but who cares? 
So then he does a weird thing. He takes Peter Parker, Spider-Man's unconscious body, and just drapes him over this branch. And just lets him, like, lay there. It's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> Hides him in a tree, but not really well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then it's weird, because then already, in the time it's taken for them to have their fist fight, Betty Brandt Leeds is already set up with a TV crew doing an interview about what just happened. So, And the police are also watching this uh, interview and finding out for the first time that Carter or whatever his name is, uh, was the murderer. Right, so this is was probably hours later. I don't know. They don't say it is, but okay. So it's weird because now it kind of feels like the story climaxes and ends, and now we're cutting across around the city and seeing reactions from different people. We also cut over to the subplot about... Um, Santa? About Santa, you know, yeah, breaking into kids' houses and stealing things, which we'll get to in a few issues. And so now we establish that it's Christmas. Peter Parker is back at the Daily Bugle. I guess Peter Parker woke up on the tree and was fine. Went home, changed, which is fine. It's just unusual for a superhero comic to... It's funny because they, they have to denote, like, you know, later on to show that how long it took for Daredevil to beat up Spider-Man. But things like this, they just don't explain. Next morning in the lobby of the Daily Bugle, like, Peter doesn't even acknowledge what just happened. You know, he's like, oh, that really hurt when I got beat up last night. Anyway... He's just on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, then he explains to D, uh, J. Jonah Jameson what was going on and blah, 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 back and forth. And then there's like interviews with people all around the city about how they feel about the Sin Eater. Then we cut to this weird scene of um, this guy on a subway who a bunch of toughs are trying to kind of like rough up. And he just pulls out a gun, shoots them all dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's uh, one of the, the people that live in Aunt May's boarding house. Oh, right, yeah. right, because now he's all paranoid because of what happened. That's right, okay. It just shoots three kids. Uh, so then, um, so then, uh, oh my god, I forgot what happened here. What is this? So now there's a lynch so, mob. Oh right. So now there's a lynch mob after Stan mm-hmm. Carter, right? Yeah, and then Shield shows up. Right. Then Shield shows up, and then Spidey and Daredevil are now arguing about you know blah 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 about Stan Carter, and Stan Carter is being transferred between here and there. So this lynch mob wants to kill him, and so then. You know, they all surround him, and then Daredevil jumps down to try and s- protect Stan Carter. And Spider-Man does what Spider-Man would, you know, do, which is let him get killed. And so he's like, turns his back on him, and he's like, Uncle Ben, Gwendy, Captain St- Stacy, now Gene, I've lost so many loved ones to criminals. I'll, I use my power to protect innocence, not animals like Sin Eater. If I did, then I wouldn't be worthy of the name Spider-Man. Oh, no, sorry, that's Daredevil. Spider-Man! And then... Peter! So guess what? He kind of just blew his secret identity, but no one notices, right? Mm. So then it's kind of like the Martha scene in Batman versus Superman. It's like he you know, he strikes a nerve. So he's like, oh, crap. He's calling me Peter. Now I feel guilty because I'm also Peter Parker. So he jumps down. He's like, now I'm going to save Daredevil. So he webs up some of these bad guys, carries Daredevil away, and then they continue their conversation. And that's basically the last page. And they're kind of debating the ethics of like, you know, letting Sin Eater die or killing him or blah, blah, blah. And then that's pretty much it. And then um, Aunt May calls and is like, uh, oh, yeah. Um, three, uh, <laughs> My friend know. just murdered a couple of dudes. Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, three teenagers, Peter. The wounds aren't serious, but the boys are in the hospital. So I guess they're not dead. Ernie turned himself in, said it was self-defense, but the boys weren't armed. Oh, Peter, he's in terrible trouble. He can't afford a lawyer. What will we do? 
Mrs. Parker? Matt Murdock? I couldn't help but over here with my super hearing. Yes, that Matt Murdock. So yeah, now Matt Murdock is going to be his lawyer. And then it ends with this like, that's all I'll ask, Peter. Now, Mrs. Parker, as I was saying, can I call you May? And it's like, happy ending, I guess? The end. It's like, it, it's like, hey guys, three people are dead. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember this, but this story is called The Death of Jane DeWolf. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it uh, really just became not about that. Like, it, it was... Dad's was, in it. It was... Uh, yeah, I guess. He's I, in the lynch mob. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just... Everything feels very disconnected and weird. Like, it feels like a bunch of different stories. And, I mean, at times it is... A completely different story, like the whole Santa Claus thing. Like, is this connected to this story at all? Or is this like a totally different thing that they're setting up? I think the problem, this has been the problem with this whole Gene DeWolf thing, is that some of the pieces work, but they do not fit together. Like, again, I said, it feels like the story ends on like page whatever, 11 or 12, and then, oh, there's still half an issue? Okay, let's just keep going. And then they have all this other stuff. And then the fact that they introduce the guy that shoots the kids, and then the the phone call at the end, it just doesn't feel like the same issue. It feels like that should be in the next issue. And the fact that what, literally one page earlier, Peter was like turning his back on Daredevil and let, it was going to let him get killed. And then two pages later... It's like, wah, wah, wah. Now I'm going to be your aunt's lawyer. It just, it doesn't gel. No. I, I, oh, I really like what they were trying to, trying to do with the Spider-Man Daredevil aspect where I, I think it was just way too heavy handed. And the fact that Spider-Man is not the character to just, uh, let a mob kill somebody or a mob of people kill somebody or let his even daredevil get beat up and die. Right, like right, it's right. very weird that they would let this happen uh, again. I think this, I think I said this either last week or the week before about Peter Parker, uh, the issues of Peter Parker. If this was the real symbiote costume, I think it would work perfectly. Right. Right. Because right, the symbiote is changing who Peter Parker is and how he acts and his temper. So it would fit with the story, but this is not, even though he's wearing the black and white costume, this is not the symbiote costume. This is a fabric costume that was made to look like it. So there's really no excuse for him to be acting like this at all. And it seems very out of character. Um, I also really like the conversation that they have afterwards about how Daredevil always knew that he was Peter and he just kept his identity a secret. And, right. you know, like uh, there's some really great dialogue and some great moments, but they mm -hmm. don't feel like they're part of the same comic. And half the time doesn't even feel like it's the right character saying the thing. So uh, I didn't like this entire story. I mm -hmm. thought it was pretty meh. All four issues, I believe it was four, of this arc I thought were extremely weak, had really great moments and ideas, but overall fell super flat. 
Bex <sighs> Luthor, what do you think? Yeah, it's a pretty disrespectful way to treat an actually awesome character death. Like, like Jean DeWolf's dope, and she's been dope for nine years at this point. Um, and they just off her, and the story's titled after her, and it's not about her in the slightest. It's about Peter being an angsty teen, even though he's a grown man at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, parts with Daredevil, I like that stuff. Like, I'm not gonna say I didn't like any part of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Sin Eater, what, like, his dialogue with Betty is pretty interesting because he's, like, fully gone off the deep end at this point. Um, I like how Betty stabs him, girl power. But everything with... The, this one's called Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man. Everything with Peter sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it just needed to be the symbiote suit, or it he just needed to give a little bit more of a shit like for him to be this angry about stuff like i like it it needs more flashbacks of him and gene being good friends or something mm-hmm. because it doesn't why is he such a piss baby about it and like he's standing on the rooftop and he's reminiscing and he's turning his back on daredevil where was the 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 the, the uncle ben res- like i got to be responsible drop like that would have worked mm-hmm. and he'd be like i can't turn my back on anybody because then that's how people die and nobody like and I'm Peter Parker and I nobody deserves to die instead of like we get the Uncle Ben reference in the previous comic and none of this one mm-hmm. it's well, I guess it's one of the problems with like superhero or any serial fiction where it's like once your character learns his lesson there's really nowhere nowhere for him to go. So it's almost like they have to keep learning the same lesson over and over again. And we've seen that with Peter Parker, where he'll be like, oh, I'm just going to... Like, I, I don't know if it was this one or an, another issue this week, where the, he's like, I'm just going to worry about number one. And that's an exact quote from Amazing Fantasy 15. He says, mm-hmm. I'm just going to care about number one. And I'm like, clearly, this is a sh- echo of that. But it's like, he's already kind of figured that out. How, why does he need to figure it out again? But that's kind of just the way it goes, unfortunately. Um, the ar- it just it's a sloppy, right? Right, is the story. Yeah, and you know what's funny? Now that I've reread this whole story, it almost feels like the story was done, and then they're like, "Let's call this the death of Gene DeWolf," because it isn't really about the Jeff, the, the death of Gene DeWolf. That's only like three pages of the first issue. The rest of it is just all about the Sydney Deer and Peter Parker and Daredevil. So it doesn't even really feel like a cohesive storyline it just feels like four random issues that they called the death of gene DeWolf. you know mm-hmm. so i don't know it could have been an editorial decision just to pump it up a little bit more and promote it i don't know um and it, it it sucks because the pieces for a great classic comic book arc are here mm-hmm. like it's a it's an ex-shield agent turn cop turn super villain the city is now detrustful of all police. They don't know who to trust, who, where to turn to. Like, Peter could be losing his trust for authority, and Daredevil's trying to like make sure, be like, we have to believe in the system, otherwise there's no point in the system. Mm-hmm. And, like, it can still have a lot of the things that it has in this comic, but it's just the little things that make it clunky and awkward or just downright disrespectful. It's It sucks, because the, the part in this comic where all of the people are reacting to learning that it was a cop who killed all of these people is heart-wrenching, and it's actually good. Like, we see the townsfolk being like, oh, you can't trust anybody anymore. You Like, um, stay away from the windows. Like, all of this all this stuff. And then 
just Peter being an angsty bitch again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sucks. And, and I think that um, they could have written this where Peter it felt right that Peter was like taking it too far. Right. If they would have built up the fact that he's doing this because one of his best friends uh, was murdered. Mm -hmm. Like that is even for somebody like Peter, that is a good enough reason in a story to take things too far Mm -hmm. and to have somebody like daredevil step in and kind of, kind of reteach him what uncle Ben taught him a long time ago that totally makes sense but that that's not what happens unfortunately we don't even really get an emotional beat of him feeling sad about Mm -hmm. gene DeWolf. the saddest he ever is is when he finds out that gene had a crush on him and he could have got himself like it sucks like Mm -hmm. this story really was not fun and it really could have been it there there's so much they could have done with it a lot of the stuff they did do was like deep and 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 good it just it didn't fit with the rest of the story and like everything kind of fell apart by the end of it and uh i did didn't even have fun reading this one honestly well <laughs> just go oh, ahead no, go ahead becca i was just gonna say it just makes me remember that that panel in i think it's part one where it's like um, it's Spider-Man and Stan and they're in the cop car and they're sharing a hot chocolate mm-hmm. and he goes, yeah, I liked her too. And then there's a panel of emptiness mm-hmm. and I went, oh, that's beautiful storytelling. Oh, that's, 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 I love that. And that still sticks with me as those two panels because I don't it would think it worked really, really well. And everything that came before and after it is just like shitting all over what could have been. Mm-hmm. It, this is worse than a bad story is, is a good story told poorly. <laughs> right, which we've kind of said in the last few months, right? It's like, there's so many elements for what... It's like a good story told badly, and other issues are bad stories told well, and other issues are bad stories told badly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take bad told bad. Secret, I enjoyed Secret yeah. Wars more than this one. That's at least... Because I knew that was garbage. Right, This right. one... And there's like something to com- comment on how it's like, this is just goofy nonsense. Right. Where this is just like, oh, I wish it was better. Right. I don't wish Secret Wars was better. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's stupid. It's, it's it, like we've said multiple times, it's kids playing with action figures. Yeah. But this 100%. is like supposed to be like a good deep story. And it just is like a uh, incoherent mess. Like things yeah. just don't really matter and they're not consistent. Um, even the art in this issue, more so than the others, there's a lot of stuff that really is rough. I mean, original page 20 this like the last panel on that page this guy is screaming in the mob it's like this it doesn't it it has like an uncanny look to it it's drawn like awfully which page uh, sorry i'm on it's original 20 that's bad it looks like he's made out of like play-doh yeah yeah you're right yeah it's i don't know and and there are there are panels that are really well done and and look fine but then there's like there's certain things a lot of the times close with the face or or it's anatomy it just looks off and weird and uh, unfortunately it's consistent with the story being like patchy and not coherent you know we should point out so it's penciled by rich buckler but it's inked by quote m hands which stands for many hands so for all we know there's a different Uh, inker on every page 
Right. So I think that explains why it's so inconsistent because some panels look good, some look bad, some look really right. bad. So I think that's the reason, right? Is this is kind of a rush job on inking. But yeah, some panels look really good, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, that la- whole last page with Peter and Matt like having a conversation, that stuff looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, like the, uh, you know, it, it all looks fun. Um, yeah, Peter's hot. Yeah. There's like, like other... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, it's just the moments it looks well, wrong like, and if, off. If you go to, like, Digital 13, this page is one of the best in the issues, in the issue, but I, unfortunately, I can't find the credits for who actually inked each page, so I don't know who did this, but it looks really mm. good. So, if you're out there and you're listening and you inked this page, you did a great job. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so again, an uneven, uh, incoherent, discombobulated issue of Peter Parker. I still, in, I enjoyed it more than you guys, but I still think it's not a great issue by any means. It's the least, um, the tonally inconsistent issue this month. It, like Becca said, at least Secret Wars 2 knows what it is, and it does it. Well, not well, but it does it consistently. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. That's it. So, just for the record, be sure to join us next month because we're going to be reading more of the same. (laughs) So, in Amazing Spider-Man 273, the Puma shows up. That story continues into Peter Parker number 111. Uh, We get more follow-up from that story Uh in Secret Wars 2 number 8. And then in Web of Spider-Man... We have a cover that tells us nothing about the story, so I have no idea what's going on. So it's a big secret, so be sure to join us for that one. And we want to thank Bex Luther for uh, always joining us. You're on a pretty good streak here, Becca. This is good. It's almost like I am at a stay-at-home order and I can't leave my <laughs> oh. house or do anything. Oh, I thought you booked the night off just to be on the show. Anyway. Oh, no, I did that too. I, bo- I, I mean, you got to take time <laughs> off from, like, sitting around doing nothing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Josh, you can take it from here. Yeah, uh, we want to thank you guys for listening as well. It really helps when you leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts, or you can drop us a line on Twitter at, at @hctspidercast. Please let us know what you guys think about the comics that we were talking about and the episodes of the podcast itself. We do want to uh, keep that comics conversation going. That's right. So until next Monday, Spider, Spider friends, friends, go for it. it!